Up next on Inside Champ Car, racing at Watkins Glen. Welcome to this episode of Inside Champ Car. Brian Belansky and Bill Strong here talking about Watkins Glen, International Raceway, Speedway, whatever they call themselves these days. How are we doing, w Bill? G.I. I'm good, man. Been on the road for like 100 weeks, but we're doing good. How was Watkins Glen? It was absolutely beautiful up there. Sunny skies. The weather was absolutely perfect, except for Friday. We had a little bit of wetness, but other than that, it was good. Wait, did we have rain there? No, that was the week before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this weekend was really good. They well, all kind of mushed together. But yeah, go. it was good. It was cold at night. But you know what we're doing at night? Nothing. Sleeping. Drinking. 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 <laughs> Not Seepkins. What's the one at uh Oh, I don't know what the bar is. The fun place. There's a ton of Seepkins is at Road America. Yeah, so whatever the other one is. Yeah. So, so we were all in there. My um, biohazard guys were all there. All my old teammates from the back in the day, the Canadians, they were finally able to escape the Great White North and come down and race. Ricky and and Tommy. It was great to hang out with them for a bit and love it. Talk about old times, yeah. And uh, we'll have them on the show one of these days. Cool. Um, talk about the old days of Chump Car, and then um, and the current days, and then uh. Lots of good food, man. I think I eat steak every night. Uh, that's good if you eat steak. <laughs> yeah. I eat steak every night. Um, not, 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 not my crazy thing anymore, but uh, no. it's all good. It's all good. We got a guy here with us. Yeah, he's um, part of a team that races an extremely rare make of car. Not too <laughs> many people drive these cars. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of weird. It's three letters, B, M, and a W. Oh, boy, no. Not one of those guys. <sighs> blinker dudes. Or lack uh... of blinker dudes, right? <laughs> Peter. Oh, the blink. Peter Healy. Yeah, the, blink <laughs> the blinker delete was the first mod. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's never used, so, yeah. Peter, you, you race with, uh, what? We, oh, that's on the other notepad. Full Send Motorsports. <laughs> Too many pads of paper here. Yep. Full send. Uh, you guys were at Watkins Glen this past weekend. What would you think of the weather? Oh, phenomenal weather. You can't ask for anything better. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, though. I know. So <clears throat> I'm surprised Brian hasn't interrupted me, but we start off the segment with, uh, how would you get started in <laughs> racing? I'm letting you have your good time, Bill. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, I got started in racing. Um, my uncle had actually uh, been racing in lemons with my other uncle. Um, and he had decided that he, he wanted, he wanted a little bit more um, not to besmirch the good name of lemons, but he, he was looking for maybe a, something a little bit more serious. And uh, so he uh, talked to myself, he talked to my dad and uh, we also had a coworker uh, that was interested. And so we decided heck, Let's grab a, a three thirty, and and we did. We spent about a year building it up, and then we came out. And actually, our baptism about I think four years ago, twenty nineteen, was Watkins Glen, Ooh. which was 
<laughs> something. Yeah, that's an eye opener. So the first year we ever ran Watkins Glen, it was supposed to be only for people that had experience racing. It was much like Daytona was back then. Like you had to have raced with us before because it was really hard. But what do you think of it your first time? Oh, the first time was, of course, people blowing by you, everyone in your mirror constantly, white knuckle in the steering wheel. Um, and of course, we had contact with the wall. So it was like a, everything all at once. Um, yeah, get get everything bad that can happen out of the way your first race. So you guys had done HPDEs before or any track days or anything? Uh, we had done a lot of autocross, um, and, and my uncle had done uh, the lemons. Okay. Uh, but as far as a road course, myself, my father, or our other teammate, uh, Colin, um, he none, none of us had had any road course experience. So have you done any lemons since then? I, I hadn't done any lemons, and I think Mark, my uncle, um, He's maybe gone back and done one race. Okay. I was just thinking, because we started in Lemons, and we I, we did about 15 or 17 races, something like that. And and uh, sometimes it's better to start out slow and kind of work your way up. So maybe oh, yeah. these issues, because you tend to get sucked into the go, must go fast, must go be out of control type thing. And kind of, did you find yourself kind of doing that, or was the Isn't crash due? why we're there? Yeah, but it's... <laughs> That's a different, this is a different track, man. Oh, I mean, if yeah. you start out on like Gingerman or where are you from? Where are you from? I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania. Okay. So maybe right start at a, Yeah. So you, maybe Pittsburgh or, or, um, you know, one of the smaller tracks there, Nelson Ledges or something. Absolutely. Looking back on it, we definitely should have done that. It was a combination of, I mean, of course, the car hadn't even really been tested yet and dialed in. So it was a little squirrely out there. And I, it certainly was a situation where we kind of set ourselves up a little bit. But you know what? If you don't grab it by the, just do horns, it, man. By the horns. Yeah, by the horns. Yeah, by the horns. That, by the horns. <laughs> yeah, don't grab it by the other end. <laughs> Try to save Bill from a, from a telephone call from HR. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, go for, you know, full sin. That's the best way to do, right? Yep. Yep, full send for Isn't sure. That the That's name how of we've your been team? doing it. <laughs> how apropos. Yeah. So how many races have you guys done with Champ Car? Oh man, we've been trying to do four or five a year ever since 2019. So we're now definitely over 20. Yeah, cool. Um, yep. So what's the best track you've been to? What do you, what in your mind is the best track you've been to? I mean, it's Watkins Glen. It's got to be Watkins Glen. So which, which tracks have you been to? Let's start with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can tell um, you whether you're full of it or not. Because, you know, yeah, if you yeah, haven't yeah. been to the best track, then Watkins Glen might be the best track you've been to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can see that much. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we go to VIR. We've been to Thompson. We've been to uh, Pitt. We've been to Nelson Ledges. Um Heck, I must be forgetting at least one. We try. We definitely do stick around the geographical, sure, you know, right. northeast. So you haven't been um, to Road America yet. I'd love for you to no, go there and then and then answer the question again, as you might suspect <laughs> that that might be my answer to your question. 
Which which VIR do you do? Um, we've done both. We've done north and south, and we're actually we're coming up on doing uh, the twenty four hour. Yeah, so combining, finally... combining them will really change your mind about that track. It's it's the full course is just really flowy, and it's a good track. Flowy, you can get yourself in trouble. Flowy, you know, you know, you just. <laughs> <laughs> your sound effects for the podcast <laughs> yeah, i don't have a flowy sound effect on my little machine here i'll have to work on that yeah um yeah so a dollar for those sound effects that's, that's right. star wars-esque yeah so and then we this, get hit with the youtube <laughs> will this be your first 24-hour race if you've done them before it will be the first 24-hour okay great i love it these are my favorites the 24-hour noobs um do you have any idea do you have a plan going in um uh because i can tell you if you do just forget about it it, it, yeah. it ain't gonna work um but what are you guys thinking as you prepare for the 24 um we're doing as much as we can to make the car reliable uh just actually this past weekend the, the slight snafu we had was expansion tank like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier bill um we had an expansion tank blow up on us and so we had to do a quick swap there on saturday um, so we're we're probably going to be replacing that with a metal expansion tank, probably just a universal metal expansion tank. So um, Bimmer World, so sells those. yeah, Bimmer World sells those. They're really nice. It's an E36 or E46. 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 Yeah, Bimmer World sells a really nice one, and it's not all that much money, but it's well worth it. Yep, getting, yep. Getting the Bimmer World plug in there, even though only part of their company, a subsidiary of their company, is our sponsors. Lifeline, <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, you'll like that. It's a really neat kit. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. BMW sometimes uses stuff that you 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 just question. It's like why why did they do it like this? Why did they wire it like this? You know why did they do whatever like this? But why don't they use lug yeah. nuts? It's a German thing, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. I still don't understand why though. I think it's a TUV required. Yeah, the TUV requires something. I don't know. Maybe it's to do with them to be able to do, uh, being able to do, you know, 150 miles an hour on their way to work type stuff. Mm-hmm. When the conditions <laughs> allow. When the conditions allow. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So how did your run? Oh, go ahead. I, I try to keep in mind when, when being frustrated about something that BMW has done, I'm, I try to keep in mind that they maybe didn't expect us to go out and absolutely uh lash the cars the way we do for eight hours straight i try to give them a little bit of a <laughs> that, that is awfully In germany, germany's only this long on my map <laughs> so. i was gonna say that, that thought process is awfully rational for for a racer rationers aren't supposed to think that rationally <laughs> <laughs> Well, something that came up this weekend, my dad was fond of saying this weekend that racing doesn't owe you anything. So, yeah, we heard that a bunch at this other race at a 500 mile thing in Indianapolis <laughs> this weekend. That was the the standard theme. This place doesn't owe me anything. What place does? That's what I was trying to figure out. Um, Every place I work at. <laughs> that's a different kind of owing. And usually by the time you've been through, Bill, you owe the place something. <laughs> yeah. just say it what is bill broke now exactly <laughs> exactly so. yeah i i kind of freaked out on saturday um their abel is up there she's the one that runs uh race control and uh or the flaggers and 
she can't get her radio working. And I had used one of her plugs down there under her desk, uh, Ethernet plug or something like that. I was down there working. I'm thinking, oh, my God, did I just break her radio to all the, all the, you know, people out there, you know, the corner workers. And, uh, yeah, kind of freaking out a little bit. But it wasn't me. You didn't break it? Hold, that no, she had to hold the button in a lo- little longer. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, wh- who, who are the members of the team? Who's on the team? Uh, myself, my father, Scott, uh, my uncle, uh, Mark, and our at this other teammate was a coworker of my father's. His name's Colin, and uh, he's our he's he's our welding expert. Got to have uh, one of those. Yeah, along with many other things, Colin, Colin, and my father and and my uncle are proficient mechanics, to say the least. So, what do you guys do for a living? What do, what what pays the bills around your place? Uh, I'm in, I'm in it. Uh, and my father's in it. So when you say uh, it, my, you, you sit on Facebook all day or you do actual program <laughs> programmer. Uh, I'm a, I'm a applications analyst. So I help a little bit with digging in, pulling data out of, uh, applications, a little bit with training. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father's, a uh, network, uh, manager, um, my, Uncle, I think he just got a promotion. Actually, he he's in app development uh, okay. around Philadelphia, um, and and Colin, I believe, works for uh, Comcast. So the cool part about that being IT, I, I, I'm IT. I guess IT. I'm a I was a senior programmer analyst for the University of Virginia, but the there were so many in the early days. There were so many IT people racing. You know, you had the engineers and such, but we also had a lot of programmers, which was I thought was the coolest thing ever. Or you know, uh, what do you call them? Um, IT guys. And uh, yeah, it was like there's just so many of them. I remember Mike Chiswick talking about you know we need to really focus on some of these IT uh, groups and you know spread the word out to them and and such. And we did, and it worked. Brought more amount. So do you, does your does your data collection does that help you at all with uh, any of your you know, your data collection for the car and the drivers, or do you just not care? Um, yeah, I mean, we got, we got an app that we take down some data. We could do a little bit better with that. Um, to be sure, uh, we're just running off an iPad and an app at the moment. We don't have a very robust setup. Um, that's something that we're thinking about hard this, this coming season as we're fleshing out our, our budget. But you know that once you start doing that stuff, it makes it more and more serious. And then, Sometimes it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. A little bit. We, uh, I mean, we'd like we'd like at the very least to be able to analyze each other's laps a little bit better and see what what you know when exactly did you hit the brake? When exactly did you hit the gas? And and I see other teams doing it, and I'm always envious. I almost want to, and it improves the the pit experience too. Yeah, because you can make I mean, fun of it. You can make fun of your dad because well, you're faster. I was going to say, that's really the only reason they're doing it. It's just so they have a way to, to trash talk each other. You know, yeah. when when you peel off a lap that's a tenth of a second faster, oh, you were sucky in turn four. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Visceral did that to me. They have their data collection guy, and, and I'm done with my stint, and he's showing me, like, where I'm slow, where I'm fast, but my only response was, did I crash a car? No, we're good. Don't really care. <laughs> You no, know, we're still in we're still in last, so it doesn't matter. I don't know what we were in, but you, you can analyze my data as long as you're comparing me to the slowest driver on the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want my dad. Dad gets mean. Randy Popest. 
you know, <laughs> or, or 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 any of those folks. I want I want my data compared to Bill. I mean, um, to the slowest guy on the team. <laughs> well, Randy came up to me at, at uh, where was that? Oh, Atlanta Motorsports Park. I can get you ten seconds a lap if you, if you take this line. I'm thinking, holy crap! Ten seconds—that's <laughs> <laughs> slow. And it was only one small section because I was taking it wrong. That's how Randy tells you you suck, Bill. Yeah, well, he's really nice about it. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the nice way of telling me that I suck. Yeah. So cool. So Watkins Glen, you guys just got done. What was? Uh, how was your run at Watkins Glen? It was, it, it was great. It was really great. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, we've been really uh, struggling with the um, reliability of the car. So to be able to have a nearly uninterrupted two days was a breath of fresh air, to say the least. Um, we ended up placing, I believe, 22nd overall. So it's pretty good with a 110 car field. We, we felt so. And especially considering the field has I mean, the front of the pack has been getting tighter and tighter. I mean, it used to just be a couple of teams that were up yeah. there, you know, at, at 215, 216. And now, I mean, we're, there's 10 teams up there posting right. a hot lap like that. Well, um, uh, w- wouldn't you say that it's that way even deeper into the field, how the whole field, even if you go racing 50th, 60th, maybe not 70th, 80th, and 90th, but if you go 50, 60 deep in the champ car field, all of those teams have have stepped up their game, and there's some really good pockets of racing even back because a lot of times you get teams back there that probably should be up front but have had some sort of a problem too. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. It just when we when we we began four years ago, um, we didn't feel like we were super far back, and I mean we were posting like mid two thirties and stuff, and and yeah, I find I find so many. And, and this is a credit to the the format of Champ Car and the point system of Champ Car, being able to race against A class, B class, C class, D class, and finding it, it's all about finding that 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 driver that you can duke around with for four or five laps and be right. you know trading place back and forth, and that's that's what it is for me. You know, I don't need to be way up front. I just want to have that competition. So your twentieth place or whatever place run this past weekend was that um, with any major issues or is that kind of where the car should have been? Um, that's that's probably about where the car should have been. I mean, Saturday um, we had the expansion tank issue, so sure. that that took us off uh, Saturday. So so Sunday we were we were twenty second. I think we finished pretty far back on Saturday because we were off the track for an hour. Sure, sure. So that's the nice part I, I like about Champ Cars because, I mean, if you have a bad day on Sunday, it stinks because you got to wait a couple of months till, or weeks till the next one. Yeah. But if you have a bad day on Saturday, you know, and you can get the whole thing back together, you come right back out on Sunday, and we don't even have to talk about Saturday. <laughs> no, you forget about yeah. it. Like, you, you know, if you, yeah, and you, if you, the better you do on Sunday, you went on Sunday, it's like, ah, nobody cares about Saturday. Oh, exactly. We won. You know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. So what's up next for you guys? It's is VIR next or do you have anything between VIR is next for us. Yeah. We would have typically uh put Thompson in that spot, but we've decided that we wanna now that we feel that we've dialed in the reliability, we'll give the twenty four hour a shot. It's an experience we all wanna have. 
Um, and I think the car is a little bit better suited for VIR versus Thompson. Thompson's a little, is, is really tight and the car, um, you know, it's a BMW. It's better for the, the longer sweepers and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. VIR is next. We're really looking forward to it and we're well, and also maybe a little apprehensive because I'm not sure how we're going to manage to cram that much drive time into 24 hours. How many people are you <laughs> racing with you? How many uh, drivers we'll, do you have? At the moment, we'll have five drivers. Okay. So I We've think done we'll be with, able to. I've done it with four. We did it once, and we said we would never do that again. And uh, But we're a little older, too. So um, six was usually our what we went with. And we, I think we went with five when one of our guys got sick during the race, but yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's probably one of the toughest things we've ever done was a 24 and you have to bring, well, you guys will have a pretty reliable car too. Unlike us, <laughs> but you know, it's the big, the big thing is, you know, you basically you repair, you replace everything before the race because it's going to be wore out at the end of the race. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. What is your, your, what's your thought of champ car? I mean, what do you think of champ car? The honest truth. What uh, I mean, all, the honest all truth, all the drama we get, all the, the rule changes or lack of rule changes or lack of allowing, you know, 2010 Corvettes or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, if we did that, we'd probably be looking at the, at the end of pretty much any other car being, <laughs> being competitive. So I land on that side. Of, I, I really, don't spend much time looking at the forums and the drama and stuff like that. My perspective is champ car is the best bang for your buck. If you're looking for not only seat time, but I'm wheel to wheel racing as well. And some people, maybe that's too much for them. But I mean, if you're looking for serious, but not too serious champ car is where you go. And that's the perfect place for, 95% of people out there. And right. if you want to get serious, I mean, look at Salins and Visceral. I mean, you can get, you can get real serious if you want to, and you have the budget for it. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the sweet spot in my mind. And the funny thing about Visceral is they don't really have that much of a budget. It's his kid does all the work on it. Well, Ron does too, but you know, and it's, it's, there's hardly any money there and he, he races on a lot of used stuff a lot. So, um, I so, think a lot of it too is he's stuck with the platform. You know, we've seen over the years, guys they they get a car, they race it for a year or, or a few rate. When I say a year, two or three races, and they find out that oh, this isn't a really, really reliable car, so they'll go buy something else instead of developing what they had, and they're just all over the place and learning a learning a platform. So, mm-hmm. and Visceral, their first race ever with that car was I think twenty fourteen fifteen, and. Um, They've stuck with it since. So well, and it it also helps when you when you use a platform that's you know it's a known quantity. You, you know yeah. there are go fast parts. You know there's advice out there that you could find whether you're scraping through the Google or whether you've got other teams on the uh, on the grid that you could go and talk to. Um, you know if if you run a, a some crazy thing like like an Opal or an MR2 or something or a VW know, Rabbit or it, something. Exactly. You might not have all of the <laughs> You might not have all of that, and it just takes your time. Then, then you've got a development time that you have to put in, rather than using up someone else's previously spent money on development. Right. So, um, that can help as well. So, 
Um, yeah. Do, do you like when the big guys, and I say the big guys, Salins and and all all the guys with the perceived bigger budgets? I shouldn't say perceived. Some of them really do have bigger Our budgets. Some of them do have good Yeah, budget. yeah. Do, do you enjoy racing against them, though? Because I, I always thought, heck, you know, if I got a shot to measure myself against some of these other teams, you know, um, I love that. You're leading the witness, Brian. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely racing against Salins. And now I had mentioned before we went live um, that we used to race the car actually as a 330. Um, and we took the three penalty laps. And that was a heck of a lot of fun to race against Salins because we felt like we could really hang with, they wouldn't mow us down on the straight. Right. And um, of course, the three penalty laps ultimately wasn't competitive um, the way the champ car is set up. And so we've taken it down to the 2.5. And so I don't get to stick with Salins quite as much as I used to. Um, but no, I, I appreciate that they are there. And I also appreciate being able to look at, you know, you feel like they, um, from my perspective, you know, they go by you pretty quick, but then you're looking at the time that they put down and you know that you, you really are right there. Um, you know, nine, nine seconds or so, um, isn't unattainable. I feel like on our platform, um, and we've really only felt like we've gotten the car dialed in, dialed in, um, from a handling perspective this year, it's taken us four years to really make that car feel like it is very predictable and it does what we want it to do. And at the moment we're still racing it as, as a 475 point car. So we have a little bit of uh, wiggle room there for some go fast parts. So looking at video, I don't ever look at video, but today I was looking at some video cause we had some interesting um, incidences, you know, so I'm trying to figure out how, you know, what the driver did to overdrive the car into the position he was in stuck in a wall or bouncing off a wall or whatever. So I had some pretty good camera positions for that. So I'm watching this video and then I'm looking at cars and, and this, I was at Hallett two weeks ago and the um, Wheels America team, and there was a Celica there with a bunch of uh, locals, and they're driving the lines. I mean, they are spot on every single lap. Taking the, you, you could physically, you could see how much faster they were to everybody else, and even in cars that potentially should have been faster, but it was the way the drivers are driving it and taking. I I don't call it eh, maybe you call it a risk. They were just they were just on the gas way more than than the other guys were. I'm seeing the same thing at at Watkins Glen in the video. I'm looking at um the oh what's their name? Um hold on. Let me look. The Rockwell. Rockwell's car. I and mean, those those guys run an IMSA. They top level drivers or you know they're they're good drivers. I'm watching how they take some of those corners, how they're on the gas just completely through the corner where some you could see some guys just slowing and then accelerating out of it. Well, these guys never slowed. And not just them, but I'm looking at Salins. Um, they're doing the same thing. Visceral was the same way. Um, and even Offic Racing, you know, the, with their BMW, they just, there's a different level of racing than with some of these guys. So, you can't always call, oh, yeah. you can't always blame the hardware. Some of it's the software behind the steering wheel. Oh yeah, no, there's no question about that. And I, I didn't mean to make it sound like. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly aware that, um, that those guys are at the top of their game when it comes to racing. And 
that there's always more to learn. That perfect lap is always yeah. out there for all of us. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. matter. You say perfect lap. Those guys don't put in the perfect lap. They put in the, they put in a really good uh, laps over and over and back to back to right. back. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. And they're, and they're in pursuit of that perfect lap. And none yeah. of no one out there at Watkins Glen had a perfect lap. I can guarantee you that so there was a little bit. There was a little bit more. There was a tenth to be eked out, and that's why we all keep coming back. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I always describe racing as a lot like golf. You can hit one just awesome shot per round to make you think you know what you're doing. And the other 107 shots can be awful. Um, but you've got that oh. one shot that just looked good, felt good. And yeah. you can get close to that on the racetrack. You, you might have 150 laps in the car on a race weekend, and you might do five of them really feel good. And you can see it right on the lap times. And, uh, and I think the real difference between some of those top teams and some of the teams that might not be that fast all the time is they're running, the, they're running 100 of those really good laps of their 150 versus other team drivers, which might run 10 of the 150 laps like that. Well, so most teams are in the 115 to 120s. There were some teams in the, wait, 115s? Yeah, yeah, the 116s to 125s. There were some top teams that were in the 213.7s to 215s. What? Yeah, twos. Right. Yeah, two. Sorry, did I say one? Yeah. Sorry, two. Um, and then Rockwell, the number one car, national champion car, pulls out a two twelve. But they did that on lap one twenty six. Right now, thinking of that, knowing that the car blew up at one twenty eight, the engines always run the fastest <laughs> right before they right go before they blow up. Right. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> there you go. No, yep. but what what I was suggesting, Bill, was that the consistency. You know, yes. is is that, you know, if you're running, let's say 212 is your best, you know, uh, I think the teams that run up front tend to have drivers that are going to run 212, 213, 214 all the time, most yep. of their laps. And then you've got other teams who are going to run a 212 and then a 220 and then a 218 and then a 215. And, and, and they're getting a lot more of their laps in the top five percentile. Whereas maybe some of the other teams aren't running as many as of, of their laps in that type top five percentile, and well, um, yeah, and you look at you know most you know most of this weekend the fast cars or the super fast cars didn't finish right. They didn't finish at the top. It was it the, seems to be a trend. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know it's like Mustangs. You know they're super or Mustangs Camaros are super fast at the beginning of the race. The D class cars. But where are they at the end? Well, let me scroll. Let me keep scrolling. Let me keep scrolling. And, and, and I don't understand that here. only because those cars, you know, have platforms that could be run detuned by 10, 5% and they'd run forever. They don't, but they don't do that. They try to eke out that last RPM, you know, you know, the, the, the engine's designed for 5,600 RPM, but they're going to get 5,650 out of it and boom. Man, just redline yeah. it at fifty three hundred, and then drive that car for seven seventy five races in a row without touching the motor. Oh yeah, exactly. You yes, <laughs> and, and one of the teams that I race with does that. Yeah, you know, with their, with their Chevy V eight. You know, you can't. You're not allowed to take it to fifty five or fifty six thousand. Yeah, whatever the number is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so. Um, you guys are racing a VIR twenty four. Um, now if you had your choice of getting 
a different car, would you pick something different today? So, Bill, that kind of segues in a little bit. We do have a car in development in the tank right now. And um, so we kind of already have picked the car. And I think it is, it's a model that might surprise people. Um, But we've also, of course, tossed around the Boxsters are always um, seem so competitive and and certainly are set up for racing with the the mid-engine configuration. Um, So that's something else we've tossed around. But we we are uh, thinking about building a Z3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a couple of, we've had a couple of teams do it. They still have that BMW issue. (laughs) Yeah. It's a illness. <laughs> I don't know what that issue is, but they don't, they've historically, they have not done well, but I mean, it could be the teams too. So. Yeah. We've, we've been trying to take some, uh, it, Z3s haven't been done a lot in America. It's very tough to find documentation on mm-hmm. building that platform. I built um, a but I have one. So I put a cage in a Z3 race chump car or champ car. So, and it's, I mean, it's a, Fun little car. It's tight config. But yeah. you know, are you guys tall? Uh I'm I'm six two and I think Colin's Colin's six two. Um yeah. or the tallest ones. You just gotta get we that seat we'll low and the, yeah, and the cage high. So Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we'll be able to to manage it. Um and That's it's better. just I mean we're we're chasing the lighter the lighter car. That's the one thing that we can't get away from, we feel like in the E forty six. You can't make that car as light as some of these others. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could look at the VW rabbit, you know, looking at you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, I just, yeah. That, well, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting car. Z3. Yeah. I might. Well, now four cylinder or six cylinder, six cylinder. Okay. We're actually, we're gonna, I don't think we've actually got it on the VPI. I think I put it in the request. Um, but I don't think I made it under the wire last year when they released the uh, VPI for last year. So I expect to see it on there this year. Um, so, Bill, what happens but, if they show up with a car that's not on the VPI? Does it have to run in, in EC? Yeah. Okay. It does. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. That Unless makes sense. it's a, I mean, we have the choice of saying no. So, well, but, but I mean, if, no. assuming that you let it in, it, it would run in, in EC. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right, so before we we get you out of yeah. here, uh, Peter, is there anybody you know sponsors you wanna you wanna thank? This is your this is your time to shine. Oh man, um, they're not sponsoring us, but FCP Euro is sponsoring us. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we get all most of our stuff from FCP Euro, uh, Hawk brake pads. We're loving them. Um, those those are the two big ones. Uh, any any family significant others that you know help you allow you give you permission to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, we have the support of our family. I'll I'll give a shout out to Becky Collins wife. I'll give a shout out to to my mom Jill. Um, I'll give a shout out to Kelly, my uncle's wife. Um, they all they support us. They show up to the races. They help make sure that we're fed when maybe we would be thinking about other things like ripping a car apart so none of it would be possible without them see this is the part of the show bill where i make sure our guests don't have to sleep on the couch tonight yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right man hey thanks for joining us at the last minute there and uh you know have a good race at vir come talk to us and uh afterwards we'll talk to you about your experience afterwards because that will be uh 
interesting discussion too. For sure. Yeah. Hey, I look after forward your, to it. Thanks. After your podium win, you know, so. Yeah, of, of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. Appreciate All right, it. I'll you see good, you guys. You have yourself a great night, okay? You too. All right, bye. All right, Bill. So talk to me. See you later, Brian. See you later, Brian. No, well, no. every time I thank all the wives, I get in trouble. Well, no, come on now. Because you're not supposed to thank their wives. That's creepy. Oh, uh, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bill, what do we got? We, we got something you're going to play here. I'm going to play. I- I'm going to play it. What? Which one? Don't you have some? Didn't we do some interviews from the the race you did? Some oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was the other thing. Um, oh no, I, I don't have that one ready. So let me preface this. <laughs> that the word. Let me preface, let me yeah. um, let me put an asterisk. So I pulled the microphone out of the truck. Can't wait to go interview all these you know podium guys. And I look at the battery and it says one bar on the battery on the microphone. I think it. I don't have enough experience with this battery. <laughs> But let me tell you, if it says one bar, change the damn battery. <laughs> I got through to right at the end of asking Visceral who their drivers were, and it went, <sighs> which tells me 100% static for the rest of the interviews um, that the battery died in the mic. So. so we only have the Visceral interview on Saturday, but for Sunday we have them all. Well, so I know you guys are, you know, you talk, called your grandmother and your mom and <laughs> your sisters and your potential girlfriends or boyfriends and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be on, I want to be famous. I'm sorry. Next time. Next time. Next time. But yeah, so we had some, uh, you know, an interesting, no, I'm not going to make up anything there. So yeah, I actually thought about doing subtitles because the video worked fine. There was just no sound. Right, but you know, or maybe maybe bad dubbing or whatever that is. You could have but, made up the responses with some oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. could have been too much fun. Yeah, that could you have know, been fun. NASCAR style. I love, <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's so, get right to it. This is Saturday's visceral interview, and then everything you got on Sunday. So this is from Watkins Glen. These are your winners, and you're almost winners from Watkins Glen. Visceral Racing, first place here at Watkins Glen. Brand new car, first time you run it. Never ran it other than your driveway, and you come out here and win. Yes, yep, exactly. Went up my driveway a couple times. Uh, we started building this car right after Road Atlanta in February, and we were still working on it Wednesday night before we loaded it up on the trailer. So um, the big thing with the car, I think, uh, for us was before we started the race, got all my drivers together, and I said, you know, guys, I don't want to win this race for Visceral or for our trophies. We, let's win it for all our heroes who didn't make it home. This is why we celebrate this weekend. And and I decided any kind of champ, bar, champ car box or anything we might win if we got lucky enough. We're just going to donate it to USO for this weekend. Um, and my guys all stepped up. They did exactly what they needed to. No car contacts, no offs, and they just kicked butt. So I want to thank them very much for it. And, you know, of course... Looks like I'm going to be paying out uh, some bucks over to the USO, and I don't mind at all. So, Champ Car is great. I love you guys, um, and I can't wait for the next race tomorrow. Now, you're a multi-veteran from over in different lands far away. You've been over there a bunch of times. Yep. Yeah, yes, I have, and that's why this memor- uh, Memorial Day for me is very special because, you know, I- I've had friends um, who didn't make it home, and so 
now we're going to get me emotional, Bill. Don't do this. <laughs> I'm in a happy place now. Um, so it means a lot to me. Um, so, you know, this, again, for all the people, not just people that I've known who didn't make it back, but for everybody else, because we would not be in this great country without all of their sacrifices. So, so yeah. tell me about Chloe. Yeah, this is uh, Chloe. Um, Chloe's a... <laughs> 944 with a three liter swap in it. Um, she's a um, very great car. Um, first, as soon as we went out yesterday in the test day, again, first time we've driven her. Um, she's handling really well. Um, uh, we don't have quite the speed as the Salem's boxers do, um, but that's okay. Um, that's all right. Um, but uh, we're very happy with Chloe. And, and Rachel, our other car, which finished in fifth, um, she um, only has one race on her. Her first race was at Road Atlanta, so she came out here and she's done fantastic too. So, and that's Rachel. So, who were your drivers in this car? So, in this car, we had Mike. Mike. Down here with Salins. Winner and second place here at the Salins Champion Dog at the Glen. It's not your first rodeo here. You guys did pretty good again this weekend, but you had some fierce competition out there. A lot of great cars out there, you know, but the Team Salem crew just put together a great Porsche. I had, had my hot dog yesterday, so that kind of fueled us through the weekend. But, uh, no, they, there's a lot of good competition out there, a lot of uh, really good driving. It was professional out there. Everybody was respectful, but... Man, it is just managing traffic. So, you know, we have decades and decades of racing in the, in the fast cars and the slow cars and pro and amateur and just managing traffic and not losing seconds here and there is what this race is all about. Now, your dad has decades and decades and decades of racing probably. He does, yep. So, what is it, 52 years or three years now for him? Yeah, night Ford Pinto, 1973. So. Right. So, so maybe add another decade on there. That's right. <laughs> Let's keep it going. So, so uh how do you prepare for something like this? I'm not saying that you're you're young like your son's here, but it's got to be hard out there, especially in this heat. I exercise five days a week. I work out five days a week. I have for years. If I didn't, there's no way. If I didn't work out, I couldn't even get into stupid things. These things are itty-bitty openings to get in, right, you know? But, no, I work out five days a week trying to stay in shape. It's the only way you can do it. So what's it like going from a Pinto to the Porsche? It's like... Uh, dating somebody and then dating the prom queen. <laughs> you, you know, it's just unbelievable. But so you, you like the Pinto. You miss the Pinto, basically, is what you're saying. The Pinto, it was all racing. It was a Pinto on 165 tires. Yeah. It was still racing. And, and so it's all racing no matter what you're racing, you know. So, But I will tell you, these boxers are just a hoot. So, and this series is a hoot. I can't say enough good things about this series. There's 100 cars out here. It was really clean racing. I mean, passed a lot of people, passed by people. It's good racing. What was it like out there for you, Will? It was busy, you know. It was really busy. We had such a great race with Visceral. You know, they were great yesterday, and they, they got the first place. And today, I think we just got a little fortunate on the pit stops. But, yeah, it was great. Like Wayne said, it's just a lot of traffic to manage. And, you know, we talked about that yesterday with the Code 35. I, I think that's the best thing we got going on because, you know, you have to actually earn it on the track because there's no catching up. But also, I think there's less yell yellows because of that you know because yellows breed yellows and yep. i think it's great you know this series is in a positive direction and we just love it now joe uh were you out there at the end i was yeah so but yeah it was fun out there at the end uh, the, the bus stop got oiled up uh, <laughs> they, did, 
they did a good job cleaning it up, but it was dicey there for a couple laps there in the bus stop. That's not a good place to have oil. So it caught some people off even at the end there. Right, yeah, I saw that. So a couple guys almost spun right in front of me. All right, guys, where are you going to race at next? Oh, yeah. He made a statement I want to go on. The Code 35, I've been racing all these years, is the best thing I've ever seen. Because always you could you could do real well and you give it all up under a yellow. Or somebody gets away by and catches back up. This is just real racing. It's like a full green flag race. This is just so much better than anything I've ever done. The Code 35 is just, I didn't like it. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Now we've ran it. It's just phenomenal. So it is the best thing they've done. Does it, does it change your strategy going into the race or even during the race? I don't think it does. Do you think it does? Well, I think you have to take a different tact when you know that you're not going to get caught back up. You know, It's not like, oh, well, when the full course caution comes out, I'm going to get caught back up. You just have to look at the fact that you're you're just going to be out there. But also pitting, you're never worried about losing a lap. You know, Sometimes when you pit it before, you're like, well, are we going to lose a lap to the pace car? You don't have to worry about that now. So We had one yesterday that only lap. We, we went code 35, and then they cleared it off really quick. And then it went, I would say, maybe 30 seconds. We're back to green flag racing after that. Yeah, you do have to be careful. I mean, if you pit before it goes code 35, I mean, anybody out there watching, that's something you do have to be aware of because you can be in the pits and it goes right back to green. So It's like the champ car iRacing, like, right? There's no, when people wreck off, they just go off. There, So that whole one-hour race or the four-hour ones on Saturday, there's no yellow flags for those. So it's just honest racing, and that's what this is. Yep. Hey, Joe. Thank you for uh, helping us here this weekend, sponsoring this race with Salem. Oh, it's our pleasure. I don't know. How many years is this, Will? Six or eight years. <laughs> they go by quick. No, it's enjoyable, and it's been a great weekend. And uh, one, two, two, three for the two days for the team, so you can't ask for much more. Hats off to Visceral yesterday. They had a fast car, and, uh, you know, that uh, they got the right car fuel-wise. So uh, they were they were pretty tough yesterday, but things went our way today. And, and yesterday we ran flawless races. There really weren't any problems. You know, there's, uh, as the guy said, uh, there's traffic to manage, but that goes with the territory. You just got to be careful not to throw away things uh, prematurely at all or, you know, risk get too risky early in a race. So uh, it all comes back to you. So it's, uh, it was a good weekend, certainly. Did the team put you in the fast car? No, they're pretty identical. Yeah, they're they're pretty identical. I was wondering, are you guys like arm wrestle who gets to drive what? No, I don't know. I usually don't go into mustard, but I think I'd have a tough time telling what car I was in. Well, that's kind of that's good. It oh, tells yeah. you the prep is really good on them. Oh yeah, yeah, they're identical, and we've got a third car that they tried to match up as close as possible. It was a spec Boxster, uh, just as a spare. So, um, pretty good weekend. Cool. Tell us a little about sailing. Well, it's uh, 154 years we've been in business now, and, uh, you know, the dynamic is changing. Uh, for a long, long time, we were known as just a hot dog business, and then uh, uh, 30 years ago, we got heavier into deli products, ham, turkey, but now with the uh, help situation, you know, how everybody's concerned about hiring people and keeping staff, and so the delis are, uh, are closed quite a bit more now, so it's swinging back toward more toward hot dogs. So that's our, that's our emphasis right now, because that is where the growth is. And uh, so it's, you know, there's always dynamics going on. Uh, you know, when these decades go by and nothing stays the same. Well, you guys are uh, helping to change the industry with packaging methods and... Oh yeah, we've got a uh, high pressure packaging uh, system that it gives us a tremendous level of safety. 
uh, very few uh, leakers or anything like that. And, you know, we can put almost a year of code data on the product and open it up after that much time, and there's literally no bacteria growth whatsoever. So it's really been a tremendous help for us and, and a, a huge layer of uh, food safety, which is so important uh, nowadays. Well, thank you again for uh, helping to sponsor this race, and congratulations on a winning weekend. Okay, thanks, Bill. Thanks, Joe. Ron from Vrissel Racing, third place. Nobody wants to talk. They left it to Ron. Ron doesn't want to talk. We didn't win, so nobody wants to. <laughs> third place, man. Yeah, third place is great. We're, we're, I was telling the guys, we're not greedy. We don't need, we don't want to win first every single time or whatever. We just want to. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me interrupt you. Those guys look pretty sad over there. Well, they are, yes, but not me. <laughs> should be back up now. I'm not sad. But third place is great because now we get to add to our USO yeah, donation. Excellent connection. Um, so we're very happy with it. Um, we were, we were going to challenge for first. The pit stop, the windows me? just didn't work out well for us at the very end. And uh, so Salen's got it. It's okay. You know, it happens. You know, sometimes the racing gods shine on you, sometimes they don't. So. Where are you going to race at us or race with us next? Uh, we have two months one, off, two, then we're going to go two. to Thompson. And then yeah, no sound coming VIR, out of the video. Well, VIR, Thompson, and Mido. So we have three races in 30 days. Cool. All right. <laughs> so. And you can do it. We've seen it. Yes, yep, and now I will be I hear, you can hear me. working on the yeah, new Yeah, no sound coming out of the video. coming to my house, and now I'm going to see if I can add some cheaty stuff to that and see if we can't get it up to speed. That's what you do, man. All right, congrats. All right, thanks, Bill. Phil Singer from down here with Alex Phil Singer with Rockwell Auto Sport Development. Was it fourth place overall here? Fourth place. Yep, fourth place. And uh, with the Porsche, man, that was pretty tough towards the end there, man. Yeah, People going off left and right. And All right, Brian, let's just that was, talk. That was a really tough drive. The last couple off. laps, that E36 you should was have coming it now. for you me. Should have I think now. one more lap and we wouldn't have had it. So it was a fun battle. Was it tough out there with the slippery conditions? It was getting slippery, and we're losing our rear tires, too, so we were all over the place. One car to drive? Super fun. Um, all the grip, lots of brakes, no power. So uh, that one car, you know, we, do you guys hunt for each other when you're racing? I think so, but I just joined the team today, so. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, where are you guys going to race at next, you know? That's a good question. I think VIR. Okay, cool. All right, we'll see you there, and congrats on fourth place. Thank you. Down here with Bear Maximum, the 429 BMW, fifth place overall. Good race. Yeah, thank you. It was a great race. Not a win, though. No, of course. We've seen you up there, haven't we? Yeah, back in Daytona a couple months ago. Yep. So good. Uh, tell us about the uh, slipperiness up there this afternoon. Was it pretty nasty? Was it pretty nasty? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't too bad. As the afternoon got on, it got more slick, and, and we were really pushing it pretty hard trying to get on the podium again. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, car ran great, solid. We had to replace the transmission yesterday, so it was a bit of an up-and-down weekend for us, but turned out great. Quick trans You got mechanics that do all that for you? We, we are awesome. <laughs> Sadly, the mechanics. All professional mechanics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, who were your drivers this weekend? Uh, it was myself, Ken. Who are you? Robert Parks. When I put myself under your... Oh, all right. <laughs> I got it. So Robert Parks from uh, just south of Philadelphia. Yeah. So Ken Adams, uh, Savannah, Georgia. And the shirtless Parker Shields from uh, outside of Daytona. So was it pretty tough out there? Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Uh, we had some transmission problems yesterday, but went well today. So who caused those transmission problems? <laughs> yeah it happens it happens so all right guys congrats fourth place overall here at watkins Glen on sunday Good race, guys. Blocks racing. down here with the uh, b-class winner blocks racing with their really nice looking cobalt on really cool high-tech jack stands you can see them down there so you know these guys have money so uh 
What was that like out there winning B-Class? Oh, it was pretty awesome. That's first time for us. We've never been in here in tech on jack stands, so it's a fun experience. Yeah. Did they make you jack the car up, or uh, do you have mechanics that do that for you? The guys came in and did that for me. I wasn't doing that. You just drove for like two hours, right? Yeah, yeah, about an hour and 35 minutes, so cool. I was sweating pretty good. So uh, were you, uh, who were your drivers this weekend? Uh, there's three of us. Me, Dad. Me, what's your name? Ben Schuldice. Then Dad, Steve Schuldice over here. I'll just name him Dad on the... Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> and then Mark O'Leary over here. Cool. All right, guys, congrats on your uh, B-Class win, and... We'll see you at the next race. Oh, sounds good. Down here, JS Motorsports. Paul, you have a story to tell us about your uh, A-Class win. I guess so. Yesterday, the sun was in my eyes, so I wore my cool shirt. Today, I was getting a little hot, so I kept my sunglasses on. And, and, and we were getting ready to black flag you at the finish, just in case you hit my camera. Yeah. Thank, I, you didn't have any cameras first, right? Because I was first. So... Jason, oh. Jason kept it clean today. Yeah, so you, you put the maturity in, kept it off the wall, because we did talk about that. I didn't want to buy you another camera. Well, <laughs> he looks like an ex-skateboarder, so we thought he'd like, well, alley-oop along the edge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably got that all wrong. But, uh, yeah, so uh, good race for your team this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, a great weekend. Two in a row, uh, that's a big deal for us. And here at Watkins Glen, that's even better, right? And uh, big team effort, you know, all the drivers, all the crew, couldn't do it without all of them. So uh, your next race, are you guys going to uh, splurge for the better beer? <laughs> Paul chose the Bush Lattes. <laughs> well, he looks like really upset I mentioned that. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I think I think it's the king of cheap beer. So. Well, yeah, and you're young, so yeah. It's, it's better than Lone Star, let me tell you. Okay. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, we're old Milwaukee, that's right. All right, guys, uh, where are you going to race at next? Uh, we're definitely going to Pittsburgh. I don't know if we're going to pick one up between now and then. Uh, yeah, well, who were your drivers? Uh, Chris Smith, Paul Gellhaus, Mike Harshberger, and Jason Stewart. Cool. All right, guys, congrats. Thank you. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. Brian Belansky here. Bill Strong is with us as well. Fun race. Um, we had the Sunday's F class winner um, put into his proper class. He had a couple of parts on there he didn't he didn't know about or something, and uh, that put him back up into class. So he was. Okay. Pulled it out, and uh, the guys that won Saturday in F class, they uh, they took home Sundays as well. Nice, yeah. Which nice. is, uh, let me pull that up here real quick. Well, C class was visceral. Okay. This wait, 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 wait. Yes, Saturday. C class was visceral. Um, A class was JS Motorsports, which you just saw there at the end there. Um, and D class was RTR fifty one, and 
Average Joe's finished first in B class. And MDR uh, Motorsports finished first on both days in F class. Nice. And uh, yeah, fun weekend. Um, I love I love that track. People are kind of are fun there too. The driving was awesome. I mean, it's for our show. It was pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, we worked on some new graphics. Uh, we had some help from uh, some folks that do some super high level graphics, and uh, they've done some stuff up for us, and uh, we're able to really up the game in uh, the leaderboard. Nice. So. Yeah, and it's getting it's going to get better. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. It will get better. Speaking yeah. of graphics, have you noticed the little stuff yeah, on I our did. stream? I like that. Yeah. So, I like um, you know, all those winners, we could put their names down at the bottom on the ticker. We could. If I had thought about God, there's it. more work we have to do. Well, no, more work I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah so, it, it was it was a it was a fun race. Yeah. Um we did have some issues. Do we have time? Sure. I got nothing so, but time. Yeah, we, we got told pit out. They um they had teams that weren't buckled in. They had teams that didn't have their helmets strapped on. They had teams with their Hans devices not Hansed up to pit. the helmet, you know, connected to the helmet. Sure. Um, one team had all the belts buckled but one. Um, you know, and a lot of in the past, I know our staff had kind of helped you get your stuff together. They've been told not to do that. Um, you're if you don't have your stuff together, you get sent behind the wall. You have to fix it. Mm. Now the rule book, and I'm looking through the rule book here. There used to be a rule where it was like a ten minute hold if you didn't have your stuff together. Sure, sure. Um, I know it's a ten minute hold if you come in pit lane and your belts are off. You know how they do the last lap and you come into pit lane, you start whipping your belts off and that's a 10 minute hold instantly. Mm. So um, they're going to get really strict on that. So how to ruin a guy's race. No, you, can how, do it, you can do it yourself. I say, how, how can a, how can a guy ruin his own race? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and so, it's important uh, to have someone on your team who's responsible for being in your ear and or or looking in the looking in the window through the drivers through the window net to say okay let's make sure you, you know it's like the old the old Austin Powers you know t testicles spectacles right you know make sure you got it all together um um you know wallet watch you know all that kind of stuff well, but you know whatever you the need other, the other thing too we had a team I won't say who that team was but they came into pit lane they uh. They made a cut, you know, you know, Watkins Glen, you have the blend line. And yep. if you cut in too quick, the corner workers don't really like it. Right. And uh, this team got stuck behind a car that just suddenly slowed and they went around them and they just cut down. Well, from inside the view and as a driver, I can see what he did. Right. And I understand why he did it. But when you're looking at it from the outside, you see a different view of it. And it might not have been the best move to make from the outside. I see it from the inside. I wanted to have an argument with our staff that said, no, that was wrong what he did. But I saw it from the driver's view. So did they. But I have the experience that right. this other person probably doesn't. And I, I saw what he did. And 
when they came into pit lane, they weren't happy with the way that the driver responded. The driver said that when he came into pit lane, he's got his ears, you know, being bombarded with his pit crew telling him what to do, you know, reminder to keep it at 20 miles an hour or so many RPM, um, our pit, you know, look for our pit box and, you know, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. He's got a lot of instructions coming in over Ziri said, and all he heard was something about don't do that again. And, you know, you're in that second, you saw the, he saw the, the timer go on the car and he gone, you know, well, of course our staff just took that a little bit wrong, which again, you're looking at it from their point of view. Okay. But from the driver, he's got a lot of stuff going on at that time. So maybe you wait to do the, <laughs> you wait to start getting your information a little, you know, once you start moving, don't talk to me until I start moving on pit lane. I don't know. Right. Outside the box, but oh, so they uh, wanted to talk to the driver as he came into pit lane, yeah, and I tell mean, him what he shouldn't do, do again, yeah, because he and, says box, 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 sure, I'm coming in, and uh, he pulls up for his timer, yep, and he's getting bombarded with info across the radio, and then our guy jumps in and says something, and he doesn't really know what's going on. So, right, right. I, I look at it as you have different perspectives of what's going on from yeah. inside the car. Up in the tower, the flaggers, the folks at the staff on pit lane. Yeah. So maybe we all need to like kind of yeah, I, I, I get it. Respond to things. I yeah. get it. You know, I'm probably going to get yelled at by my staff, but <laughs> not my staff, but you know, staff. Well, it's it's like you said, it's all about perspective, and yeah. and in the end, there's rules, and you got to follow them. And perspectives kind of don't really. There's no place in the rule book for perspective. It's really hard to write perspective into the rule book. Right. Um, you know, and and I'm sure at one point in time when cooler heads are there and it's not the heat of the moment, uh, a reasonable discussion can be had. And that driver might handle things a little bit differently as well next time through as well, you know. And, so. you know, there were other things that, you know, I, I watch in social media as I, you know, part of my job and. And uh, some folks were on there, you know, why didn't this wreck get, you know, called? Or why why is this driver still out there? Well, there, I kept, I keep the records. You know, I, I, I what I do, or this is what I do during a race. I don't know if people know this, but I have two radios. One is Champ Car Radio and one is the Flagger Radio. I'm listening to the Flaggers talk back and forth with their Flagger controller up in the tower, who's a couple of, chairs away from me right um champ car race control is up there as well dana and timing and scoring and or chelsea and i take everything that the corners i've been doing this lately everything the corner worker says i put in the log sure and then if it's ruled differently by the race director or the flag director i'll update so if the corner workers aren't telling us that somebody's been driving I don't know. I think asshat was used at one point. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this, like, you know, just use any term like that. If they were driving like that and if corner worker's not telling us, we don't know. And you can't sit there blaming us that we're not doing our job. But if we don't, if we are not told or the race director is not told, then, hey, you know, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, we have clear rules in the tower about how we handle these situations. And, you know, you're going to get held. Right. You know, two right. minutes, 
you know, a lot of times the first issue is, hey, let's talk to the driver. You might have some issues. You know, sometimes people get wore, you know, uh, the heck wore out and they just don't make good decisions driving, you know, when you're, uh, what do you call it? Out, you need to drink some water. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we'll talk to you. We'll, we'll see if you're, you know, if you just answer all weird, hey, you might want to get out of the car. Sure. Even talk to your team. But, um, you know, if, if you come in pit lane and, you know, yeah, you did wrong and, you, you know, we'll let you sit for two minutes, second time, four minutes or three minutes. You know, it's, it's a set time for each time you do it. I think after three times, they ask you to step out of the car. Yeah. Not there, but in your pit lane. If you get asked to step out of the car right there, it's something really bad happened. Yeah, I mean, so, I think th- three three discussions is is reasonable. I mean, at the end yeah. of three discussions, if you haven't got yeah, your, your, your your stuff straightened out, yeah. you know, you, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that that's an unreasonable time to say it's time for you to sit. You know, you know, there's a lot of money out on that track, man. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a people out there, a lot of people. Well, it, money we aside, you, you, yeah, you, you we want don't everybody want to go hurt. home. Yeah. Safe. And, uh, you know, we don't want you wrecking other people's stuff either. So, right. right. You know, it's, uh-huh. yeah. It, so, yeah, it, you, you've got to wear your safe. The, the story here is make sure you guys are, you know, strapping in your drivers properly. I know that we had a bunch of new teams, and I'm not saying it was the new teams having those issues. Don't know. I, I don't know what teams were having those issues. But, you know, you got to take your time and it's, it's hard. You know, sometimes you just get that focus that yeah. what's that called when you just the red mist. Oh, yeah. The red mist. You, you got to get rid of that and just kind of focus on what you slow down, strap the guys in girls in ladies in whatever. Cause, cause you know, uh, uh, 10 more seconds to get everything right is better than sitting for two minutes or four minutes or five minutes yeah. or whatever the yeah. penalty might be. Or having to go back around, you know, make sure you have your driver band on. Right. You're authorized to be in that car. Um, we have a lot of arrive and drive guys that just think, ah, put my helmet on and go, go racing. And then they get to pit out and they're being sent back because their team captain forgot to give them their wristband right. or whatever. We're using that race to uh, signify that you're approved to go on track. So. Right. And, and let's face it. Bad. Uh, you know, there's only a handful of teams that are really going to vie for the top spots every weekend anyway, right. by the time you get to a certain point in the race. So t- skimping and then waiting even longer doesn't isn't going to make that big of a difference in your race right, right. if you hang out for another 10 or 15 seconds to make sure everyone's strapped in properly. Uh, the really other isn't. issue we saw was that we had a lot of like passing under yellow, or not passing under yellow, speeding under yellow flag. Oh. And these guys are trying to I know what to try to do. Yeah. And they were trying to, <laughs> trying to trying to do it and we're catching them. And what's really cool now is something we didn't have before uh, the last couple of races we have had it is it actually automatically logs us. In the past, we actually had to watch it and look for the speeders, mm. but it logs it for us now. So we know when you, when you sped up and when you slowed down, right. When you sped up again and went to 42 miles an hour and then you slowed down. Well, we're going to hit you with that 42 miles an hour. You're going to be sitting in pit lane. Wow. So the first time is uh, like, you know, we talk to you. Usually it's the first time in the morning. And then after that, it's you're sitting for two. Next time you're sitting for four. Next time you're sitting for six. So they just keep adding time on. And the crazy part is you may not have been the one that, that, uh, you know, you know, sped under the code 35 or sure. whatever. 
Um, it may have been the driver before you, and we're just catching up now. Right. So, right. Yeah, because we won't pull the uh, the black flag when we're under a code thirty five or yellows. Um, we will wait until we're green flag racing. Sure. Just the penalties equal. Yeah. So, really important. And I know that Ray was, re- you know, there was a couple of our staff that were just really adamant. That you guys really need to stop and review your safety measures. One thing that I saw too was that teams have these little tiny fire bottles and they're not the approved lifeline little tiny fire bottles. They were just the kitchen fire bottles that you have at a, you know, your home. Right. So 10 pound fire bottle, ABC, um, has to be on pit lane for when you fuel. Uh, we have in the past actually not allowed you to fuel until you get one. Oh. Yeah. And having two five pounders is not the same. Mm. So 10 pound, and I'm pretty certain they're going to be checking every race. So yeah, big, and we've had fires and they suck, dude. Oh yeah. They suck. And you know, you want every 10 pounder flying over that wall, putting that fire out. Let me tell you. So yeah. And and your competitors are going to jump over the wall with their 10 pounders too, to help out. But you can't count on that. No. (laughs) <laughs> and we've seen it on TV. These guys, you know, the fire marshals come up with these 20 pounder, you know, the big yeah. fire bottles and they have a hard time with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the idea with having your own fire bottle, if anybody's wondering, you're closest to your own car and you're going to know yeah. you're on fire before anyone else. And putting out a small fire is a heck of a lot easier than putting out a big one. <laughs> yep. It is. Yep. Like, right. Speaking from someone who used to work for a volunteer fire department. Yeah. Um, and, one, and one of the things that I noticed, see, I'm up in the tower, so I'm looking down on everybody as right. I always do. So <laughs> one thing that I watch is like, there's people oblivious to what's going on around them when they're sitting in their pit box yeah. and there's a team right next to them fueling, yeah. you know, it's like, keep an eye on what's going on. You know, I know there's a lot of stuff going on on pit lane, but you really need to watch it because uh, something bad could happen. And if you're watching what's going on all around you, then uh, you'll better prepare to uh, deal with the situation, which is either help, you know, fight or flight. Right. So, and it's know, also important to keep your fuel safe. Yeah, when away you're, from the pit wall. When and, you're and, not fueling, yeah. you know, keep it in a spot where if something happens in someone else's pit, you're not going to have an issue because now all of a sudden your fuel's on fire. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I've seen and, that and, happen. Oh, there's a great video. I think it was a Mexican NASCAR or South American Brazilian NASCAR race. Right. You know, uh, you know, where the guys uh, are trying to fuel, and just something breaks, and just fuel is just going everywhere. Yeah. And you're just waiting for that. Whoosh, doesn't happen. Yep. And they were so lucky. Yep. But it's things like that that you just really have to, you know, yep. be aware of. Yeah, you don't think about it until it's too late. Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh gosh, I would have. I wish I would have thought about that." Yeah, so. and Kyle, right. Fe- Kyle Fegley's on here talking about the little red car that caught on fire right in their pit stall. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it it happens. It happens fast. So, a lot of safety stuff this weekend. Nothing nothing bad really happened at the track, but we see we saw potential which we don't like, and uh, yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the good things that we get to do here with our little public service is we can talk about this stuff, you know, and we don't have to call out people individually um, because they're good lessons, whether you're a brand new team 
or whether you're a team that's run 100 races. Because, you know, sometimes the teams that run 100 races are more dangerous than the brand new teams because they get cocky or, or they, they get complacent or right. whatever the terminology you want to use is, you know, oh, gosh, I've done this. I've, I've, I've been there. I've, I've done a lot because I've seen a lot, you right. know, kind of thing. And, and so I've seen some of the most veteran of drivers, the most veteran of teams do some of the most boneheaded things because they think they are like, ah, oh, they're, uh, we've done this so many times. Everything's fine. Right. You know, right. Like getting Kyle under. Said it was, Kyle said it was my car, by the way, that caught on fire. Oh, and it was. was. Uh, but yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, you, you, you might be able to get under a car a hundred times without jack stands, but it's the hundred and first time when the jack fails, you know, um, yeah. that's the stupid decision you make and then you know all that kind of stuff so for that time i'm putting in the transmission got the car up in the air cannot figure out why i'm having such a hard time putting the transmission on and my i mean i'm moving it all around i mean it's crazy and my uh sponsor looks down one of my drivers looks down and gene says uh bill get out from another car now and the way he said it was i need to get out now and i did come to find out the engine was being held in by the wiring harness because my engine mounts broke didn't oh. know it that's what broke the transmission. Ooh. Engine mounts broke. Toyota MR2 that it's held in by yeah. uh, two or one engine mount and three transmission mounts. Well, I had the engine held up at a certain spot with no issue, but the other side wasn't. Oh. I thought it was. Yeah. Oh. And that thing had, yeah. That was when I had the really crappy wiring in the car, and I'm glad, glad, glad I did because it was a lot of wiring. Yeah. <laughs> so that held it up there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, safety is huge. And, and, you know, and I know I look down and I yell at that little guy down with the green car biohazard and he's got a, you know, that's a really big fire extinguisher he has. And he realized it is a 10 pounder. He's just really little, the scale. <laughs> there we go. All right. What's up All next? Right, what's up next? Uh, we are at Autobahn in like two weeks or something. I don't know. I think I have two weekends off this next weekend. I'm going to South Boston Raceway. And I'm going to see some uh, some some real uh, tarmac racing in a circle. Wow! Going to do some uh, photos and stuff. I got my uh, media credentials today for that. And uh, I don't know. Then I don't know. We're doing a lot of stuff. Kids, uh, future daughter-in-laws, or I don't know, daughter-in-law, whatever. Yeah. Ian's girlfriend's uh, graduation parties this weekend so we're going down to richmond for that and my wife turns 50 tomorrow you're not supposed to say that yeah she's turning 50 oh so we're having a surprise party for her like tomorrow (laughs) it's not a surprise anymore bill (laughs) like everybody's showing up Uh, she's all yeah she's all freaked out over thinking everybody's going to show up all right so well my kid graduates from high school in two days or three days oh cool man so and uh so yeah, we, then, we, off, we, then the fun begins they're off to college got a lot a lot of doings doing so yeah yeah all right anything else before we head out Nope. just uh autobahn we need you know always wanting more cars to autobahn we got cmp coming up national uh board of directors meeting is going on there as well i'll start putting up information about that soon um we have uh yeah and that's it uh we have yeah i don't know what else i'm gonna say i'm just no script tonight all good it's all good so welcome back ryan i'm glad you're back uh the numbers were really low last week when they heard i was just on it so come on now (laughs) all right that's gonna do it for another episode of inside champ car if you like what you heard subscribe to the podcast and the youtube channel if you won't miss any episodes share it on your social media channels comment on the champ car facebook page 
He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski. This is Champ Car Live. You're listening to the Race from Wire Podcast Network at Inside or at Champ Car Live on YouTube. You guys have yourselves a great week. See you next week.